0: This is the Inquisitive Minds
1: Podcast.
0: Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Inquisitive Minds Podcast. I'm your host as usual, Johnny Smith. Uh, With me today, my guest is a professional artist, photographer, and comic from the Worcestershire-ish area. She produces many stand-up shows, off and online, along with many YouTube series such as Death Sentence and Punch House. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Not A Damn Cheese. Make sure you check her out, folks. Uh, so you hail from the New England area. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 New England. Yeah, I'm from the uh, Worcester-ish area. I don't know if the part we were trying to say Worcester, <laughs> the Worcester, it's it's uh, pronounced Worcester-ish. Uh, I live about 20 minutes north of that in a Lemonster, which is even stupider to pronounce the way it's written. And, um, yeah, so I just live there. I live alone in a little apartment by myself, and I do all my things there. <laughs>
0: Sounds like you're living the dream. Um, So you're an artist. What kind of art do you do? Um, And I've seen some of your work and you got some funky takes on things that already exist. Can you explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, so yeah, I've been doing art forever and like things that I like the most is like, uh like pop culture references, things like cartoons from my childhood and like stuff like that. So I tend to like redraw those or like put spins on those. It's not like the most original concept. I just like to do it. So whatever. But um, yeah, I do all kinds though. Like I'll like sometimes I'll be into like painting with acrylics or sometimes with watercolor or I'll be like crafting something with clay or like just illustrating with pens and markers and sharpie. Like I, I do pretty much all kinds of art, but I don't know. I don't really have like one particular style or subject that I like. I just do whatever I feel, you know?
0: Okay. That's cool. Now you essentially been an artist your entire life. Do you happen to find that it helps with like an escapism or uh like a, a, a coping mechanism for anything?
1: Yeah. I mean, that probably makes sense. I mean, I definitely have other like, forms like i played the sims a lot as a kid i played a lot of runescape those were kind of my like escapism things art has always just been like this is like how you're gonna like survive like feed yourself and stuff like even when i was like four or something i remember like sitting in the back seat like drawing shit and trying to like sell it to the gas station attendants like it's always been like a buy my art (laughs) i think i made this you should pay me for this like Literally since a child. So it's kind of just like all I know, I guess. <laughs> I feel like I don't really Okay. Yeah, that's all I know.
0: I love the hustle, by the way, as a four year old. Um, but you're also a comic. Uh yes. when did you get into stand up comedy?
1: Uh about two years ago. In May, it'll be two years. So not okay. long ago. Yeah. No, I kind of jumped right in.
0: Any- any performance background?
1: Uh, I did. No, not really. Honestly. Like I did. There was a like stage show that I did a lot of work for. Um, and I was in it, but it was just like, I just like sang songs. I wasn't really like, I didn't have any like really speaking parts or anything beyond just like follow directions and like sing the words. Um, I mostly did like prop design um I animated some stuff for it I painted a fucking 36 foot banner (laughs) like it was just fucking like just like shit like that but other than that not really like I don't know I did plays and stuff when I was in preschool or whatever but I was never like a theater kid I would never say like I don't like doing karaoke I really just never was into it but like I loved stand-up forever because my parents would play it all the time like on comedy central and shit so even like yeah. as like a super super young child i didn't understand the jokes obviously but like i really just liked watching like the one person and like on like the stage or whatever like i really liked the stages and like the set designs i thought like the lights and stuff were cool so like i wanted that for myself which i guess is kind okay. of what pushed me yeah i want to i here. uh
0: i met you when you were just, I don't know, a few months in, I believe it was, you were coming through Pittsburgh on a wedding and you did some open mics in the area. And yeah. uh, I, I'd like to say we've been friends since, but I've really been impressed by the way you've stepped it up during COVID.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got to keep busy. You know, you got to keep it sharp. You can't just, I don't know. I'm... A lot of comics have a lot of uh, strong opinions on zoom comedy and shit that they've never tried or are too scared to try or just too not good enough to like pull off I guess but <laughs> yeah. like, It's just kind of sad. It's like you really don't think that you can just like do some jokes for 5 minutes into your laptop like is that really a fucking challenge for you guys? Okay. Like whatever. Like hey, if it it's too hard for you, it's too hard for you. Don't fucking let me drag you down. But um It just, like, I like doing it. I don't think it's going to replace stand-up. It's definitely not a replacement for stand-up. But, like, fucking winters are cold here. We can't do outdoor shows. The ones we do, they're fucking, they're too cold. Like, I need to stay sharp somehow. And it's, like, I can either, like, recite my jokes to myself, keep fucking barraging my friends and family to, like, run bits on them, or I can get paid to log into my laptop for five fucking minutes and just, do my fucking jokes (laughs) like what option would you really go with like shit no right on we've
0: all uh at least some of us have reinvented ourselves uh as we've had to but you uh were very early on the train you have the earliest um and if it's not the earliest it's one of the earliest covid shows and is that still running
1: Oh yeah, it's actually supposed to be tonight, but I'm recording a sketch or whatever in Rhode Island. So, uh, but it is every Sunday at 7 p.m. and it's been going since March 15th of last year. Like right, like literally, I had a couple shows the week COVID started hitting. I had to fucking close them down. Um, Didn't want to, but I had to. And I was like, well, I'm not not doing nothing. So I was like, well, Instagram Live is an option. So I was like. Coronathon, here we go and it's just been going ever since and it's like literally probably the first if not like one of the first like corona quarantine comedy whatever the fucks and uh I got a lot of shit for it and it was really annoying how like much people like fucking dragged me for like just doing a stupid thing. Like I didn't think anything of it. I really did not think there was any serious implications but I was fucking wrong, and yeah, so people got on my ass about it, but then once everybody started realizing that COVID is not just, like, it's not gonna be done in two weeks, it's not, we're not gonna flatten the curve in 48 hours, like, we're, it's a thing now, uh, everybody fucking, well, a lot of people migrated to Zoom, And, like, some of the same people who were, like, giving me a side eye or not really, like, saying anything when I was getting fucking dragged were then asking me for help on how they can start their own Zoom shit. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I set it up? What thing should I pay for? How do I do it? And it's like, oh, all right. Like, oh, it's cool now? Okay, cool. Like, dope. Asshole. See, that's that's
0: the thing that's weird to me. Humans are still very primal and Mm -hmm. tribalistic. And we seem to, no matter what the subject is, come in to usually two tribes you know, yeah. for or against. And with COVID, you know, I'm one of the outliers in politics because I'm I'm pretty down the fucking middle. I refuse to vote for either one of your parties. And mm-hmm. um, that way with Zoom, you know, I've done some Zoom shows. Um They're not stand-up, obviously, but they're, they're still comedy. They're still, they're, and they're not hard to do, like you said in front of your screen, but there's there's two camps. And it's one where it's like, hey, it's something, let's do Zoom. And the other one where it's just like, oh, you're not a real comic, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't understand why people feel the need to look down on others.
1: Yeah, it's like, at at the end of the day, it's like, well, what makes you a real comic? Because you get booked on, like, what, one extra bar show compared to me? Like, look, if we're in the same fucking circles, going to the same open mics and working with the same people, you can try to split hairs all you want. You ain't shit. So, like, maybe relax. Like, it's just very silly to me how people – and, like, the thing is, is, like – Those people who talk the most shit usually don't do that much anyway. Like, I fucking, like, like you said, I was in Pittsburgh, and I was only a few months into comedy. I could have just enjoyed the vacation. I could have just went to my wedding and went home, but I was like, no, I want to fucking be a comic. I want to work on it. I literally, I don't know, I didn't know any of you fuckers, and I was like just looking up and taking a chance, showing up at this restaurant, hoping it's where the open mic was, and then immediately making friends with people, and then you guys were like, oh, this one, and I end up doing two in one night, and it's like, some people don't even do two in a fucking week, and they live in that fucking area, you know what I mean? So it's like, don't fucking talk shit to me when, like, you probably don't do half the fucking shit I do, so, like, eat my ass, kind of. (laughs) I'm feeling spicy today, I don't know, I'm, like, really jazzed. A lot
0: of a lot of the people in the Pittsburgh scene, um, especially when it comes to comedy that seems to have the most opinions, a lot of times it's people I've never even seen in a fucking mic or I've only met once or twice because they're not out. You know, yeah, so just, that
1: happens. I, yeah. That, I, I don't think that's just a Pittsburgh thing. I've it's a phenomenon that I think spans everywhere in general.
0: Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm sure of it. Um so coronathons go and you also have another show
1: uh, i got a few of them but yeah so uh, it depends i produce a lot of shit so i don't really know it's like like my show or whatever but i help out with a lot but like my shows that like are my babies is coronathon which is on instagram live and it's definitely kind of it's evolved like when it first started it was like i booked people for it and they were doing like like they had a plan like it was very structured like it was like blah, it's an idea. Then it kind of turned into, like, a, well, call in. We had, like, some regular guests or whatever. They would, like, try to, like, run bits. And then it kind of just free-for-all kind of turned into an open mic. And now it's just, like, pretty much just like a podcast, I guess, for lack of a better term. I don't like calling it a podcast, but it's like a podcast with my dad and my brother, uh, my friend Lloyd from Boston, like they're on regularly. And then basically anyone else wants to call in. So it's kind of like a live like call in show, like a radio, like a radio show without being on the radio. And I'm fine with that. It's just something fun. I like to do. Uh, My friends all like it. Like that's, I, I do it for my own enjoyment and for like my friends enjoyment. Like I'm not like I'm going to get a Netflix deal off of this. So like I really don't take it that seriously. Like it's on Instagram, you know, so it's like whatever. Um but the other shows that I do which are on YouTube, um I want to start doing cyber bullies again. I only did like 3 episodes of that. It's just like a roast battle show. It's just people there's not enough good roasters. So <laughs> that one didn't super last too long, but I'd like to By keep doing By the way, it. Interesting. By the way,
0: uh I just want to give a quick update. The roast was moved to the 29th in Indianapolis. Uh however, Skywalker cannot make it. So no. I will not be attending the roast on the 29th. However, I will say Skywalker, you can't fucking duck me forever, kid. I'm coming for your ass.
1: Doug, do it on cyber bullies. I will facilitate this. I want ah, I love roast. I uh, I just did one in my friend's backyard shout out brian barbecue and ham clancy in uh connecticut fucking we uh we went there and i'll be honest i was in such a bad mood that week i was like i don't even fucking want to do this show i am just i hope i lose and i'm just gonna fucking go home i end up winning so now i'm gonna go back i'm like god damn it (laughs) like i like purposely tried i like wrote like the worst jokes i was like cancel me these are bad (laughs) and then it's like oh and i won dope (laughs)
0: Well, so like, if you do start that show up, uh, please keep me in mind. Uh, just a humble brag here: I run a, I won a roast tournament up in Erie, and then I was the first first uh, roast war champion in Pittsburgh. So, uh, if you, if you want to do some roasting, point point in my way.
1: Yeah, I won two tournaments at Beatniks, which is now closed, but whatever in Worcester. And those were only my second and third roasts I've ever done. And then the fourth one I've ever done, uh, I did in Maine at the Portland home of music, P home or whatever. And I won the whole thing. I got money for it. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then that was like a pretty sweet win. That was a good night. Uh, It was a long fucking thing. Like I was up in Maine every weekend for like five fucking weeks or something, a lot of driving, but it was worth it. It was pretty good. Um, My friends who were in it, I helped them write jokes and I'm pretty sure they won um so i was like dope but i beat the whole thing so i win fuck you guys and then uh i did a roast show it wasn't a tournament it was just like a one off match uh at laugh boston which is like one of the bigger clubs in boston which was cool and um that one pisses me off cuz it was a tie and like i personally Aww. like i I've done, but he ended up winning the, my, he was my friend, so it's not, like, a big deal. But, like, he beat me with, like, he just called me, what did he call me? Something about, like, the grudge. Like, there was, like, a TV on the wall, and it's like, gosh, wow, she crawled out of it. But he had already said, like, five other, like, goth jokes, and to me, I'm just like, can you just mix it up? Like, whenever I write roast, I try to, like, pick it different things so it's not just, like, the same joke five times, you know what I mean? So I was like, hmm, that was kind of a, pretty sure I won that, but whatever. <laughs> Like, so i was being a sore fucking loser i i'm too competitive i'm too competitive i hate doing competitions because i am such a fucking butt hurt sore loser every time i lose but no it's so fun i fucking i love roast battles and uh yeah i wasn't joking if you and sky want to fucking do an episode of cyber bullies i will revamp it just for you guys like i'll do it
0: i'm i'm in the mood to bite a motherfucker's head off right now squat sky quit ducking me god damn it
1: yeah,
0: um, you fucking poon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I remember I lost a competition or I lost a match out in uh Indianapolis. I was facing oh. Phil eckenrode Uh shout out to Phil Eckenrode, by the way. Uh from Facebook, he looks like a 120 pound little math nerd. When you meet yep. the man in person, he's like fucking 6'4", 250 pounds of like the biggest nerd you'd ever meet. And I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, I was. I had all these jokes for a little puny guy and this fucking monster of a man showed up. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> that's fucking, that's pretty funny. Um, let's see, going back. Oh yeah. And the other two shows that I run trying to think of the original question, we kind of went on a tangent there, but, uh, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. The other show I have, um, one of them is a competition show. It's a writing competition for one liners just cause I fucking, I love one liners. They're basically like roast jokes, but not, trying to be mean all the time Mm -hmm. um and it's called death sentence and this season or whatever season three is bracketed so like people are gonna like it used to just be like one off since like congrats you win but now i did it bracketed and there's like a cash prize and like and just trying to turn it into like a thing because it was like one of my Mm -hmm. first like it was like coronathon and then it was like death sentence so that's like my second child and then um so i care very much about it and then there's punch house which is like the fan favorite like all my friends and family are like this is such a great fucking idea and they're like sucking my dick about it and i'm like i don't know if it's that great but it's definitely a lot of fun to do so it's a um it's a fight club show it's me and then i have three other comics and you don't have to be a comic honestly just don't be fucking boring and uh there's like a theme for every episode so for example one of them is serial mascots so like i picked like the quisp alien and then someone picked like i don't know like lucky charms and shit like that and then you have to come up with the stats like attack strength defense and stamina so it's like you gotta rate it one through five and then like defend why you rated them that way and we just kind of be like like fuck you like there wouldn't be that it's just like it's just an arguing show it runs about like 25 minutes, but it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it's just super, it's just weird. I don't know. It's weird and I like it. So that's it.
0: Today's episode of inquisitive minds is brought to you by tenacious detail. I know it's rough. You know, you, you don't want to go out. You don't want to clean your car in the cold. That's why we come to you, you know, tenacious detail, uh, operating in the Pittsburgh area up to three hours outside of any direction. Uh, give us a call today. You know, it, we're we're your mobile detailing solution. You know, we come to you to get your car detailed in the comfort of your office or home. Um, just give us a call to schedule an appointment, 724-498-9942. Or you can look at our Facebook page to see the prices under the services tab. It's uh, facebook.com slash tenacious detail pgh. <laughs> Let me ask you about death sentence. You said it's a one-liner show and it's bracketed, so it's person for per- verse person is it one one one-liner is it a number of minutes how does it set up
1: so you have it's two comics five jokes like five rounds one joke each round and they have they go head to head so it's like i'll have like a topic of like bubbles i'll say whatever stupid joke i wrote about bubbles and then it'll be like person a one-liner about bubbles switch it over person b one-liner about bubbles And then it just cuts back to me. I say something mean because they're probably bad at comedy. And then I'm like, all right, round two. It (laughs) is carrots. And then I say my bad joke about carrots. Person A, carrots. Person B, carrots. Then I say something mean about them. Round three. Like, it's just, like, it's very quick. The episodes are, like, six minutes long. Because, like, it's just one-liners. And, like, oh, my God. Season two was, like, a fucking train wreck in the best way possible. Because, like, I had fun because I was, like, this is bad (laughs) like, <laughs> uh oh, I yes. uh,
0: did you know the topics beforehand.
1: Oh yeah yeah. People have that's the thing that like kind of gets me when I get like really like just like not thought out submissions and stuff. I'm just like you had over a week if not longer to like think of a simple one-liner. <laughs> like you you had time. You not only had time, but you recorded it. Did you even watch it back? Like do you hear yourself? Like no, I was very like Ugh, critical, but I feel like I don't know. That's how I treat myself. Like, sometimes I'll do like a really bad joke. I'll <laughs> do it anyway. So, like, I, I feel them. I feel them I'm putting garbage out there and just seeing how it goes. But, like, God damn. But, um, no, I'm being really, right. really mean. Ba- it's really, it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah. Bad I joke just, time. My bad joke. Yeah.
0: It's bad joke time. Uh, this is one. That I liked, but it's not a good joke. Uh, I recently got a haircut, you know, and I loved it so much that I decided to get a you know a statue of me you know, but I shouldn't I shouldn't have it was a bust and you know I don't want to get ahead of myself
1: I hate you <laughs> <laughs> not, well, well. not only quit comedy but maybe kill yourself <laughs> Stop. Hey, Stop, no, I got. See, it's like, I talk so much shit, but it's just, like, my persona on the show to just be, like, like, I'm supposed to be the heel. You're not supposed to root for me. Like, I am just an asshole host who's just keeping the show moving. Like, I want the attention to be on, like, the video submitters and whatever. But, uh, like, my one-liners are also so garbage. <laughs> like, I had one, it was, like, um, you know what the most welcoming kink is? People who are into water sports. Because you just show up to their house and they're like, you're in.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Water sport. What
0: a world. (laughs)
1: Like, hey, you ever pee on someone and get a joke out of it? Fuck yeah, everybody.
0: (laughs) All right. I always like to get a little real on these episodes. Uh, I've never peed on someone outside of like my wife in the shower as a joke, which she always acted like I was killing her. But one time uh, she told me she wanted to experiment. You know, she thought she might be into that. So she, she asked me if she could pee on me and uh, we did some stuff and she ended up peeing on me. And I asked her afterwards, I said, did that do anything for you? And thank God she said no, because it didn't do a goddamn thing for me.
1: Goddamn. I was joking. I I mean, I've peed on people like in the shower (laughs) or whatever. But you're like, hey, guess what? Here's a real personal story. <laughs> I feel responsible. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I seem to be able to connect with my guests with me doing the most off-the-wall shit in my life. So, you know, yeah. there we go.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did date someone one time who was like, not into girls peeing on him, but peeing themselves. And I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I. you? Am- Peeing my pants for you, sir. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Like, uh, like, what are you? It was just so strange to me. Like, I don't know. I don't want to kink shame, but it was just so funny to me. I call them pee pants in my head. So it's
0: just really funny. It's a difficult line we walk. It's like, don't kink shame. But some shit is just extra weird. Like, I don't hate you because you want to pee on someone, but that's fucking weird. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, fucking, you can fucking pee-pee your pants all you goddamn want. Like, I don't give a fuck. Watch fucking 20 bitches piss themselves on a train. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Just please don't ask me to ruin the one pair of pants I own. That's all I ask. Like, fuck. <laughs> not kidding. Right, so,
0: <laughs> so we got your comic, you know, you're running shows, you're producing. We got some of your art, which we'll touch on more in a little bit. But something yeah. I didn't know about you uh when i met you and i don't think i've ever asked you about it from what i understand you used to be a power lifter
1: yeah i am obviously very uh i'm i'm cultivating mass right now for this uh (laughs) pandemic um it's true yeah i like i started going to the gym again a little bit my boyfriend has like a gym at his like apartment complex or whatever so we've been going getting back into lifting because like I just got fucking soft, but yeah, I used to lift like regularly, like every day, go to the gym for at least two hours, like ate super, super like healthy, like not a fucking ounce of fat on me, just like cut. And like, I just, I don't know. After, uh, after my healthy eating and healthy gym went so far in the opposite extreme that it turned into anorexia and my organs started failing and I ended up in the hospital for four days. I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe I should give it a rest. You know, maybe I should just kind of like chill the fuck out for a little bit. So, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> okay.
0: I didn't know uh you went through that struggle. Um my apologies. First no, first off good. though, um when you were powerlifting, was it for a purpose outside of like anything personal? Were you doing uh, anything like performing or 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 Oh
1: no, I wasn't doing it. It was just like personal like best or whatever, like I would keep track like uh I would just I just wanted to see like what I could do. Um, like I would just do stupid shit. Like I put like over a thousand pounds on the leg press just to see if I could like move it. And I did like three like baby fucking squats, and I was like, ah, my knees just popped. So that's good. But <laughs> I, good to know that I can at least, even without adrenaline, I can physically move over a thousand pounds a little bit. So if anybody gets stuck under a car, let me just do a squat real quick. I got you. <laughs> like, um, I was uh, I was losing weight or whatever. And cardio and stuff just doesn't interest me. But I do like lifting and being strong. So I just I just got into it. Uh, at the most I ever lost was like 155 pounds. Um, probably gained back about like 30 of that once I started eating like a normal human being again. But um, yeah, okay. I lost a lot of fucking weight. But now I'm like healthy, you know, like I'm not like as skinny as i was but like i'm also not like you know frail and dying in a hospital bed so i'm at peace with it well you look
0: happy you look happy and that's what's the most important
1: thing yeah, I, I mean, I've always had fucking huge cheeks. So it's like, at least like now when I smile, like uh, it was like scary. Like I look at old pictures of myself when I thought it was like, ooh, this is like peak performance. Like I was so gaunt, like no titties, no ass, nothing, just a fucking little like meat. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like I'll take a little fucking <laughs> double chin and some titties and fucking like, I am a skeleton, everybody. Like the fucking, <laughs> I, I was jacked though. That was sick. Like my arms are still pretty like, big looking but like they were like scary looking <laughs> i was like geez louise
0: now if you don't mind me asking um i've never personally uh spoke with someone that dealt with and came out on the other side of anorexia yeah um, but it seems like a horrible thing that a lot of uh i don't want to just say women i think men deal with it too can you can you men elaborate do a little more
1: it. on that Yeah, so basically, uh, a lot of the diets too around these days kind of piss me off because they're just thinly veiled anorexia. Like, basically, you should never be depriving your body of any nutrients that it needs to function. That is not healthy. Like, losing weight does not equate gaining health. That's just not how it fucking works. It's never how it's going to work. And I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say. Like, skinny does not equal healthy, period. And so, like, I take a lot of issue with a keto diet because I did keto for... I wasn't keto... Like, so let me put it this way. I lost over 100 pounds, about 125 pounds, eating bread and pasta. The key is just don't fucking eat a loaf a day. Just don't eat an entire box of pasta when you eat it, you fucking nitwitch. Just, like, eat less. But, like, you shouldn't be depriving your body of carbohydrates because guess what? a carb is it's a macronutrient you know what nutrient means it means you fucking need it you know what macro means it means it's fucking important like eat your fucking carbs you psychopaths but um yeah and like so the last 30 pounds I lost on keto that's like what put me in the hospital because it's like my body just couldn't it just didn't get enough what it needed and it fucking shut down and like i see it in my friends My had another uh, another friend her fucking gallbladder failed and shit like that and like um my friends who like there's some friends who are like on keto they do great whatever like they love it and it's just kind of like well it has nothing's bad happened to me yet so but that doesn't mean it never will like i i don't know anecdotal evidence be like there's doctors and shit who speak out against it because it's like this is just not nutritionally good so i'm gonna side with the doctors on this one and say fuck keto um and basically fuck any diet that's like restrictive like the goal is not to like take out something and trick your body like ketosis is like not a good thing (laughs) like that means your body is not getting what it needs so it starts burning like yeah it burns your fat or whatever but like it's like a stress state like it's just it's not as healthy as it's like sold to be. And I think it's fucked. Cause like you can lose weight and eat like a normal human being. Like, yeah, that's it. I
0: dig it. It's like, I'm yeah. actually, I'm actually on the, uh, I'm on the carnivore diet and I've been on that for about six months. I've lost a ton of weight, but the, the, the appeal to that diet was like that I could eat as much meat as I wanted essentially, because my problem was always portion control. I can never, like- you know, it's just meat. It's just meat.
1: Just meat? You don't eat
0: your veggies? No veggies. No carbs. I just just eat meat. (laughs) Here we go with that shit.
1: I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Like, I am getting in my car, and I am going to Pittsburgh tonight. (laughs) Eat your fucking vegetables, uh, Johnny, you piece of shit.
0: (laughs) I assure you, I have been in the gym, and I am... uh, a lot more nimble than the last time you saw me so it'd be more of a difficult time
1: That's thanks fair. to the
0: carnivore diet
1: listen here son let me learn you a thing real fast so <laughs> do you know do you know what meat does to your body do you know what is in meat that you need can,
0: can i be up front can i be at real up front with you yeah. I don't know shit about the science behind Yeah, any of no it. shit I just you don't,
1: because if you fucking did, you would eat your fucking vegetables, sir. So let me tell you about fucking meat real <laughs> fast. Meat <laughs> is made up. I'm so pissed at you. <laughs> Meat is made up of proteins, all right? And proteins is could be one of 19 different fucking acids, okay? I'm pretty sure they're the amino acids, you know, like tryptophan, all that shit. They are that. You know how those acids and shit work? They need carbohydrates on a molecular level, sir. Protein can't do its job without carbs. Carbs is the fuel. It's like. It's like if protein was like a car and carbs was the gas, you have a fleet of fucking cars, but there's not enough fucking gas, so you're not really going anywhere. It's like, yeah, it'll work for a little while, but here's the thing, and here's why you're losing weight, it's because you're eating less, probably, because you get fuller on meat. Like, if you eat, like, a burger and all that shit, like, yeah, there's a lot of filling shit with the fucking bread and whatever, like, you can't eat, like... Five pounds of fucking meat alone you'll get full and feel sick so, like you're just eating less but like you would equally lose as much weight probably feel a lot fucking better less tired and whatnot if you ate real meals sir and you would get better gains in the gym so
0: now my evidence is is very anecdotal as well because it's just for me um but i feel better than i have ever felt in my entire life
1: i'm well, smaller than i've mean? ever been in like, fucking shit. Like, garbage. I stopped eating McDonald's. It must be because I only eat steaks now. No, you ding no, 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 dong. No, 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 no. I still
0: eat McDonald's. I just, I'll get four double cheeseburgers and just take the bread off. Fuck Ugh. it. I just, give me the meat.
1: Ugh, trash. But
0: all my evidence is anecdotal. I'm getting stronger. Like, it's you know, I'm getting some gains in the gym. I feel well, great. Like, like and I, I'm sure. short. I'm sure at some point uh, this this diet will have to change, at least fluctuate. But for right now, give me that, that ground beef hitter, huh?
1: Yeah, I, it'll work at first, but you're gonna hit a plateau, and, you're like, and then you're gonna like go back to eating real, and they're like, "Why am I gaining weight?" Uh, and it's like, it's not good to do that to your body. It's just scientific fact. There's doctors who say it. If and, you don't listen to me, listen to them. Like,
0: well, here, here's where you're gonna hate even more. I'm also very I'm also very big into fasting. Uh, I like to do a lot of uh, not just intermittent fasting, but I'll go for uh, maybe two, three days a week fasting, sometimes uh, three or four days at a time.
1: Yeah, that's called anorexia. I did that, too. It was real cool. It was fun. Yeah, like not eating. It's like, I'm healthy, you fucking dangus. No, yeah, no, it's like it, it, a dog. Like, oh, I don't eat for like four days, James. No, you sick fuck. Go get therapy, God.
0: No, but it's purposeful.
1: <laughs> I feel like shit.
0: <laughs> Did we just oh. discover John's actually very sick? <laughs>
1: You ever fucking find out that you're actually uh, mentally ill and have a poor relationship with food? Dope. I love this.
0: <laughs> you know Duh. what Lizzo? My biggest motivation is I don't want to end up like my family, just old and fat, and it's laborsome to do too many things. Like, I love my family, and it's even the extended family, but we're also fucking fat, and uh, I decided to change that. And honestly, the biggest thing is just putting in the fucking work start working out i started working out and i feel fucking amazing
1: yeah but you're gonna burn out soon and i don't want you to hurt yourself and also i want you to have peak gains you need to get some carbs in there like i don't know how many calories or how you're tracking what you're eating but like if you're working out extensively you should be eating the most carbs like you should be like bulking up especially like the way men process like if i could get to how i was as like a woman biologically like you should definitely be eating your fucking veggies like or at least like something like a cup of rice god damn something
0: like <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> I, I it's gotten into my head like because every now and then i'll I'll have a little cheat like maybe i'll eat a chipotle with light rice or mm-hmm. i'll get a like a quesarito um, Ooh, my but favorite I, I work
1: is, uh, the bowls qdoba they hook it up. They're better than Chipotle. I said it. Yeah, I I, it.
0: I've heard that bullshit before and I've tried them and it's a goddamn lie. And one thing about my podcast, we might talk about UFOs and Bigfoot, but we will not fucking lie about Cordova being better than Chipotle.
1: Yeah, Chipotle sucks assholes. It is E. coli city. I will never eat at a fucking Chipotle. Plus they okay, charge for no. guac. Cordova, they give it to you, so they win. First,
0: first off, guac as the young kids say, is garbage. So Mm. enjoy paying or getting free garbage either way. Here's a little bit more realistic. uh, Why I'm not scared of the E. coli. Back when I was in the halfway house, I was working at a recycle plant where we would sort through garbage. And Mm. it got to the point where the lunch they would give you to take to work was like this salamandery bologna sandwich. I just got so sick of eating it that I completely stopped eating. You know, I'd eat, you know whatever meal they served me at dinner. But other than that, I was starving. So every now and then, I would start finding food on the line that looked presentable, and I would just fucking eat it. And my stomach is fucking iron because I never got sick once doing that.
1: Hey man, just because you never got sick does not take away the many Googleable articles about Chipotle and their fucking E. coli. So.
0: No, no, I'm just saying that was uh, that was more of a story of survival. I know people won't believe that, but shit was miserable back then. However, I, I I I agree. All my evidence is anecdotal, but that's the thing is we're all individuals, so things work differently sometimes for individuals.
1: Yeah, that's fair, but like you're still a human being, and human beings need carbs. So eat a fucking vegetable. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah.
0: You know that's still debatable. I got a question though. Since since this popped into my head, I have a theory I've been thinking about the last couple of days and I want your reaction on it. Okay. So can I don't know your religious beliefs. Can we suspend whatever they are and just go uh we'll subscribe to the fact that Jesus is real. Can we can we just do that just for the sake of argument?
1: Sure, that's fine.
0: Okay. So Jesus is real and since quote unquote he left Uh, His followers have been saying he's coming back. You know, the end is near. Jesus is coming back. But so far, 2,000 years, give or take, boom, nowhere to be found. I think Jesus is pulling a Captain Marvel circa Endgame and going out to all the other life he created across the universe. And then sooner or later, he'll make it back. What's your thoughts on this Is Jesus is like Captain Marvel?
1: I mean... He is like Captain Marvel, because I don't give a fuck about Captain Marvel. <laughs> I ain't never seen Endgame. I don't watch those movies. Uh, <laughs> but that theory, I mean, it could. Yeah, it could hold up, I guess. Like, if he has other little Earths or whatever, like NASA and shits, like, oh, there might be fucking other Earths and whatnot out there. Like, yeah, maybe Jesus is, like, chilling with somebody else. I do see why not.
0: All right. So religion's not your thing. I know that now. I didn't even have to ask if it was. However, I'll segue that into the coolest thing I saw at a furry convention. You know, Pittsburgh hosts the annual furry convention every year. I saw a guy dressed up as Jesus with a raptor's head. So we got Raptor Jesus in Pittsburgh and he's fucking real.
1: Someone uh, around here dresses up like Raptor Jesus. So I wonder if it's the same person. But that is, uh, that's hilarious. That's great. I mean, I don't. I don't not know anything about religion. I actually do have like an interest in religion. I'm just not religious. Does that make sense? Like,
0: yeah, no, It it's because it, it's yeah. something, even if you don't want to practice it, it's something that can be studied. Yeah, Very exactly. Like,
1: I, I didn't grow up super religious, but both my parents are like Catholic. So like they like imprinted some of it on me, but we weren't like, I'm going to private school Catholic. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you give off a real, uh, I don't know, A suburb of Boston Catholic person. I
1: come up as a suburb of Boston. That's hilarious. I've never lived in a suburb of Boston. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I grew up very weirdly. Like, it was weird. Like, my parents were like, Jesus, we're going to church tomorrow. And I'm like, it's Tuesday and you're hammered, are we? And it's just like, it's like they would just get, like, Catholic guilt when they were, like, smashed. But, like, we never, like, had Bible study or whatever. But, like... Pretty much only when it like served a purpose where they like, well, the Lord says, or like, thank God Mm -hmm. for this. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like it was just so wishy-washy. It's like, commit to the bit, mom and dad. Are we religious or not?
0: (laughs) Hey folks, make sure you check out our Teespring store. Uh, we got some new designs up by our guest today. Brianna actually made the logos for this. Um, help support the podcast. You know, we've got shirts. We've got face mask. I know nobody wants to wear a face mask, but if you have to, why not be stylish doing it? We've also got t-shirts, many colors, many designs. Check it out. Uh, link will be in the episode description. Help support the podcast, guys. Thanks.
1: I, uh,
0: I've been to a number of churches, and I will say, uh, Catholic church, fucking boring. It's boring as shit. Um, my favorite church to go to, Southern Baptist.
1: Hmm. I like the ones where they do the singing and shit.
0: Yep. Yep. Southern Baptist. Uh, I was in there and I was jamming the fuck out. And then we had a delicious brunch afterwards. It was amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I love, like, religious songs or whatever. Like, the fucking... You know what my favorite soundtrack is, actually? Like, one of my favorite, like, CDs to listen, like, front to back, fucking all the way through?
0: Blues Brothers 2000.
1: No. The... Well... Yes, I do like that. But uh, the uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Like, I know every fucking song. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've never seen that movie. Um, it's I great. heard it was halfway it's decent.
1: It's, uh, and I've
0: heard it's some great. of the songs. It's um, Aren't they bluegrass?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, like, bluegrass, like, him type shit. Like, it's not something someone would look at me and be like, this bitch sings that. Like, it's like, she is getting down with some banjos, and the Lord. Like, no, no one's looking at me and thinking that, but it's true. um It's a great movie. It's about, I'm trying to think what the fuck it's like. It's, like, about, like, the Iliad and the Odyssey or something. It's, like, loosely based on that, and or, like, strictly based. I don't know. It's basically that story, but from the perspective of, like, three outlaws, and there's, like, there's, it's a great movie. You should just watch it, because I do not explain things well at all. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, I have three more questions for you before we get out of here. Um, The first...
1: I want to keep berating you (laughs) over vegetables. (laughs) Uh,
0: The first uh, is, I wouldn't be uh, happy with myself as a host if I didn't ask you about you having any paranormal experiences. Ever dealt with anything odd like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, First paranormal experience, uh, I feel like, like, Uh, trying to think there was definitely one that I can think of that's usually my go-to and it's um so we were like obviously poor growing up like a lot and like so a lot of my toys and shit would come like secondhand or whatever uh and one of them like you know the Tarzan movie that like purple gorilla or whatever the fuck yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We there was a doll of that, and it was supposed to talk, but there ain't no fucking batteries in it. It's just like secondhand piece of shit, raggedy like whatever. I just I just like monkeys. Like my parents didn't even know what it was from. Um, I just like monkeys, and so they got it for me. And I'm like going down to bed, and I'm trying to think of how old I was. Probably like ten or so. Like I I was like old enough, and. I'm like laying down and I'm like I ask out loud because I talk to myself a lot and I was just like where's my like monkey and I hear in the voice here I am and I was like haha what I was like um and then so I'm like haha okay, and then I, like, lay down, and I'm, like, visibly freaked out, and then it just says, like, it, like, goes off again. It's, like, do you want to play, or, like, whatever the fuck, and I was just, like, "Ah!" I, like, screamed. I, like, fucking whipped it across the room. I made my dad throw it in the garbage. Like, I was, like, I'm done. I don't care. Get this away from me. It was, it was fucking weird, dog. Like, I don't know how to fucking explain it, okay? Like, I was old enough to remember. It's not like I was, like, a small child, and maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Like, I was old enough to be like, yo, that fucking thing's talking to me. <laughs> like I was like, I hate this. Like so, yeah, and then like I definitely could have been sleep paralysis cuz I've had that before um as an adult. So maybe I just had sleep paralysis as a kid and I didn't know what it was, but like I definitely saw like something in my room like go through like the walls, like a shadowy thing and I was oh, like, slept- wow yeah i was like i didn't sleep in my bedroom for a year like i was on the couch i did i was like no i'm not going in there there's fucking demons in there (laughs) like i was terrified so like like i said i don't know could have been sleep. like that could have been sleep paralysis but that fucking doll thing like that shit was whack (laughs) like i was like yo (laughs) fucking things talk yeah that sounds creepy now, I'm not. I I don't fuck with it. I did not fuck with it one damn bit. I was like, get this fucking doll away from me. Burn it. I don't care. Leave my presence. Like, hmm. <laughs> <Wow.
0: laughs> yeah, care. that's wild. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Ugh, now, there's always a question. About
1: it. I fucking hate it. It was really creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, there's always a question I like to ask people that I think are uh, extreme entrepreneurs, I would say. Uh, what advice would you give to people out there that either want to pursue art or pursue something that they're not confident in? Just anything they want to try at all.
1: Um, take my photography class, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, just uh, basically, just be real with yourself. Like, know your strengths and weaknesses. Like, if you suck at something, that's fine. Like, you can still do it and try it, but like, don't fucking like over like I don't know. Just be real. All the time. Like, if someone asks me, like, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, this is, like, I can't produce what you want me to do. I'll just tell them. And I'll recommend someone else. Like, don't be so thirsty for business that you shoot yourself in the foot. Because, like, if you take on jobs that you can't do and you do them shittily, you're not a good entrepreneur, actually. You are just an ego who happens to make some money with a hobby sometimes. (laughs) But, like, yeah. It's just, like, I like my favorite person in the world that I look like I have very few celebrity like idols because I don't believe in celebrities being any different than regular human beings I think that they just won a lottery and like they they were given like chances to like kind of hone their ship so one celebrity that I look up to very much is Gordon Ramsay like I'm reading one of his books like right now just because I just want to like refresh on his story and stuff and Like, he worked for everything he had. Like, he is an asshole because he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? It's, like, you gotta, like, take those fucking hits. You gotta, like, be shit on. And, like, in art and stuff, like, I've been shit on plenty of times. Like, I've fucking failed a thousand times. So it's, like, if any- and, like, I'm still failing right now. Like, I'm not even where I want to be. Like, so, like, I feel like it's kind of silly to even ask me that question because I'm- not shit, like, I ain't shit, but I'm trying, and I definitely have a grasp on, like, how I want to do things, how I handle myself, and I think it works out, because, like, I do, that is my living, like, I do photography, I do art, I do comedy, those are the, the three things that pay me, and, like, I live alone, so, like, I do make a living off of it, but, like, even then, like, I'm not, like, oh, look at me, like, no, I'm just very fucking fortunate, very fucking lucky, and, but, like, I'm constantly learning, like, I'm still honing skills and shit, like, I don't know, it's a constant learning process, so if anybody wants to kind of, like, I don't know, do what I do, I guess, and it's, my biggest advice would be, like, just be able to take an L, because you're gonna fucking take them all the time, um, probably constantly, until you die, so there's that, And just, like, just stick with it and be, like, consistent. Like, don't ever think that you've, like, got it. Because you're never done learning with that type of shit. Does that make sense? Do I sound like an asshole? I probably do. I don't know. I said what I said.
0: No, (laughs) no, no. You say uh, that you're not shit right now, but we're not, uh, I'm not looking at you as a perspective of what you've accomplished. I'm looking at you as someone who's still, who's actually doing You know what I mean? Like there's people that procrastinate, there's people that accomplish But you're doing and you're constantly working. And that's what I love.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I forget that this is work. Like to me, it's just like, I'm so passionate about art. I'm so passionate about photography and I'm so passionate about comedy that I forget that people can't just do what I do all the time. Cause like, they just like, don't see it that way. And like, I think that's where like being real with yourself comes in. It's like, Hey, maybe you just like hanging out with your buddies at the bar and doing open mics it doesn't mean you're like gonna be fucking jerry seinfeld one day like so don't be an asshole to other people it's just like have fun with whatever level you're doing but just like be real about it because like it takes a lot of fucking work and like a lot of fucking sacrifice like it's just it's it takes a lot of money like i was when i first started comedy or whatever um I had a full time job doing real estate photography and those are long fucking days because you're like, I would be up like seven, sometimes six in the morning and working till maybe five or six at night and then I would drive to fucking open mics, that's time, like, the closest one is at least half an hour away, and then I would try to do at least two mics a night, and I'd be getting an out or whatever, I'd be getting home at, like, four in the morning, four or five in the morning, or I would be sleeping over another comic's house and going to work from there, like, four hours of fucking sleep, and I would do that every single day, every single night, fucking, there would be, like, weeks where it's, like, there was no break in, like, how many, like, sets i did like open mics or shows doesn't matter i was doing sets at least twice a night like just working my fucking dick off and like some people like they're like oh like why don't i get booked or why uh, nothing's happening and it's like well what do you do and they're like well i go to the open mic every week or something like you go to one open mic a week and they're like and it's like well Not to be an asshole, but, like, you need more than that. You've got to do more than that. And, oh, I don't got time. I'm too tired. Like, I got a job in the morning. I can't be going here and that. Like, fuck that. I drove two hours to fucking Maine to do an open mic that, for some reason, they paid me, like, money to do. And then I fucking drove the two hours back and then went to fucking work in the morning. And it's an open mic. But you know what? It got me fucking booked. Shows up there. I did more up there. I got known up there. You become part of the scenes up there. You, like... Make the friends and the networking and like just keep your fucking head down, but don't keep your head only in one space. You gotta, you gotta do that. You gotta go all over the place because it's like, why would you like squander those opportunities anyway? Like, if this is something you claim to care about, this is something you're like, this is my life. I'm a comic. I love comedy so much, but you can't be fucking bothered to like be tired at work a couple days a week extra. Like, what's your priority? Like, be real with yourself. Like, my priority was I wanted to do fucking comedy. And yeah, I was exhausted and I became a huge fucking asshole because of it. Like, because I'm just exhausted and living off of fucking coffee or whatever. But like, guess what? I still get booked during a pandemic and I'm not even two years in yet. And there's, I'm sure, a lot of fucking people that that's going to make feel some type of way. Not my problem. <laughs> like,
0: you keep your head you down. You know what, though? That's the that's the essence of why I had you on, you know, because yeah, you're a multifaceted person, but you're a hard worker, you know, and that's what I respect more. I consider myself somewhat of a grinder. I'm out there, you know, always trying to do different shit, (laughs) but I can only explain my perspective so many times. So I I like to hope that you inspire someone from, from giving your perspective and just fucking go out and do it.
1: Yeah, like I don't say like I probably I, I know that I sound aggressive and spicy, but everything I just said is not meant to discourage people. It's like, it's like, hey, if comedy isn't your priority, like reassess that and like that's fine. But like I'm not, I don't ever real, I don't want to be that like comic that's like, oh, you should quit comedy, you suck, fuck you. It's like no, like try get out there, but like recognize like if you're not willing to do it, just don't be an asshole. Like I just don't, I don't know, I like I listen. I am always listening, and, like, I just, you read comments and, like, Facebook groups and shit, so this isn't about anyone in particular. This is just, like, a culmination of shit that I've seen (laughs) and melded together, because I'm sure what I said makes a few people feel attacked, and I really don't have anyone specific in mind, fucking honest to fucking Christ, but, like... It's just, it's just like, recurring themes that I see of people, like, acting like they're fucking big shots, and it's like, Doug, you maybe, what, like, do, like, a brewery show or something? Like, big deal. I've done those. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, like, run a show? Well, so do I. That doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. And it's, like, not that I'm not proud of, like, the work that I do or that I think, like, I've done nothing, but, like, it's just, like... I don't get the ego. I don't get the thing. Like, someone does like one fucking five minute spot and they think that they're fucking Dave Chappelle. It's like, can you fucking settle down, maybe? Like, have fun with it. Like, my goals in comedy is not to be famous. It's not for money. It's not for fucking uh, fucking chicks on my dick. Uh, it's like, I genuinely love the art of it. I love to do it. I love what I like, making people laugh. Like, that's what it's about. It's not about anything I get out of it. It's what I can, it's like, it's a servitude fucking path. I think it's like your job. Is <laughs> to make other people happy. It's not about fucking one upping another open micer. It's not about fucking like, I don't know. Like it's not a finite fucking resource. Like just you, make it. You really, uh, like,
0: you know? really use the rubber arm there to end up patting yourself on the back there with the servitude.
1: <laughs> Did I, 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 I like, like it. Fucking- <laughs> I don't think of it like, Oh God, no, I no no <laughs> erase. Whatever I said, that me think like I'm patting myself on the back. I'm not, I really, I'm really I'm not.
0: Just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> you
1: <laughs> well, you know,
0: anytime, anytime yeah. I, uh, I just, anytime I introduce you now, whether I'll get the opportunity to do it on stage or just to other people, it will be, uh, with the, uh, description of she is aggressive and spicy.
1: <laughs> well, you know, that's what I, cause like people like to misconstrue and they like to like try to like take me down to pegs. It makes themself feel better or whatever. And like, I just don't subscribe to that at all. It just, I don't get it. So it like, just, I don't know. It's like disheartening when you hear people trying to be like, <laughs> and it's just like, what? Like I'm out here just doing my own thing. I just, you know. Focus on yourself. Do your fucking shit. Do the best that you can. And just be, like, have integrity. Like, be genuine in what you do. Don't do it for stupid, superficial reasons, you know? But, I don't know, maybe that makes me an asshole. Maybe I'm just, like, ugh, young and hopeful and optimistic. And she'll she'll get beaten down eventually. And maybe I will. But probably not. <laughs> like, that's just, it's not me. That's not who I am. I've been doing fucking art and photography for over ten years. And it's not that much different than comedy. Like, you have egos, you have dickheads who are fucking delusional and think they're someone they're not. Like, I've been dealing with this shit for years. So it's like, really, like, I'm new to comedy, but I'm not new to, like, creative spheres, you know? So it's like, really, it wasn't that hard of a learning curve to me, which probably is why I, like, did so much in such a short time. But who can say, you know?
0: A lot of gems there though. A lot of gems there. Great advice. I, by the way, fully encourage all the, uh, aggressiveness. I want jalapeno peppers in this motherfucker. I want people to be passionate about what they're passionate about.
1: Yeah. So
0: thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't like people who try to like stifle passion. They're like, oh, you just don't know. It's like, fuck you. Let me be excited. I'm happy and I'm hopeful. And I, want to make something of myself and you should too. You should want that for yourself because I don't know why else do anything.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Great words of wisdom there. Um, before we leave, where can the people find you?
1: Oh, geez, Louise. I'm fucking all over the place. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube at not a damn cheese. Everything spelled right. No spaces. Uh, Yeah, you can catch all my shows on YouTube and Instagram, all my art on Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Not a Damn Cheese design. You can see all, like, the fucking shit there. Um, I do have photo classes. So if for some reason you're in Massachusetts and watching this, maybe take that. Learn you a freaking thing. I do – I produce a podcast with Mike Fahey and Trevor Dion called Practicing Talking. um, And I do a show on Zoom or whatever every other Thursday. Uh, co-hosted with AJ Heypenny of Cape Cod. So if you want to try out Zoom comedy and see how it goes, it's a pretty good one. He always has an audience and whatnot. It's good. And um, yeah, then all the shows we talked about. And I think that's it. I think that's it.
0: I can't not plug. She does uh, graphic design commissions. I'm going to throw up a couple of the logos that she was responsible for. There's that one she did. Uh, she also did What in the History uh, for me and Dan Brady.
1: I did. I got to read that one. Who ain't that big no more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And she did the loco for tenacious detail as well. uh, Among many others. Among many others.
1: Yeah. But
0: uh, Brianna Woodward, uh, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it, guys. Make sure you check her out. Death Sentence, Corona-thon, all her wonderful shows. Get some art from her. Whatever you like. that's it for me. We got a great lineup coming up. Crin uh, Joy will be joining us next week, mm-hmm. talking about having experiences growing up in a haunted house, as well as working in the entertainment industry. Uh, after that, we have uh forensic uh, accountant, financial expert, Dave speech. Uh, he's going to be talking about uh, the fall of Enron. He's also going to be discussing Bitcoin and offshore banking. Um, man, much smarter than myself after that. We got uh, John Venture, uh, UFO expert. We got big things coming up on the show. But that's it for me. Uh, For Brianna, I'm Johnny Smith. Peace and love, everybody. Bye.